0: Lionel is the official diecast of NASCAR, and don't miss Lionel Racing's NASCAR Authentics diecasts at a Walmart or Target near you. Not only is Lionel the official diecast of NASCAR, but they're also official supporters of the Out of the Groove podcast network. So what are you waiting for? Head to LionelRacing.com to order your favorite driver's 2022 diecast.
1: All right, i just going to jump in. Just jump right in. It's like normal. Someone actually made me an uh, intro video that I can start putting on the videos. Like from br- previous oh, episodes or just like... No, it's just like a generic intro video that I'm going to start putting in. We need that person to produce this podcast. He lives in like California
2: though. Yeah, that's well, fine. Just send him all the stuff. Yeah, so that's, that's what the that internet just, is for. That just yeah. sounds
1: like more work and I don't have the time for that. All right, we're back. Episode 10 this time. I 10. messed it up a couple episodes ago. Here with Matt, as always, and we have our guest, J.J. Yaley. Here yeah. I am. Yep. Uh, pretty excited. Happy to have you here. Uh, here in the
2: living room. And we're just <laughs> going to jump right into it. I've uh, been teasing this one for like a solid month. You've yeah. Been, you've been really pulling, yanking I've my chain. I've been catfishing you just a oh, bit. Yeah.
3: Well, last week I was solid. And I was telling my wife, I was like. Was that me? It must have been. I don't think it was me. Oh, yeah, we're good. I was like, I told him last week, I'm in on Wednesday, I'm no matter what i got things to do i'm going wednesday so they're on their own for making dinner or yeah. whatever's gonna be done because i'm here yeah he
1: was first one here
3: yeah i me, saw you he walk
2: through the parking lot i was like oh shit, gotta hurry up <laughs> speaking of that i saw your i saw pockets friend of the episode yeah of the, the episode pockets podcast twice he comes rolling up in this sweet little electric scooter and he was just all about it just yo what's up He's like, I'm just gonna go charge this thing. I'll be back in a little bit. No, he
1: was like, he's asking me because I have an electric scooter too. It's not as cool as his, but I don't have a charger for it. So he's like, so you me, just have a scooter. Yeah, and he was like, you gotta get a charger for that thing so we can roll around. And I'm like, <laughs> we're just gonna roll around. Well, we're just going on electric scooters together. That sounds very cool. Start a biker gang, biker, an electric biker gang. Well, yeah. as
3: long as you have two, then I think you. Well, take mine's a, like a, a literal gang.
1: scooter that I stand on, so I look like a real cob out there <laughs> on a scooter. <laughs> But whatever. No, he was texting me about it. He's like, I mean, you got to come ride this thing. Apparently, he got it at uh, the Gateway Nationals, and they were riding him around there. Uh, He works for Nice, and they had that whole win-and-you're-in deal. Happy to see Tyler Carpenter, the one person I wanted to get the truck ride. Electric. He got it.
2: I'm wearing my hey dudes right now.
1: What does that have to do with anything? You didn't hear
2: about that?
3: On his prelim. Yeah, he won his prelim. And and I saw in his victory photo, but I mean, the guy's got... I don't know, six or seven kids. It was him, his wife, there's kids everywhere. And I thought, maybe he won the race and has changed and gone back to the racetrack to take photos because she's got Hey Dudes on, he's got Hey Dudes on. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, that's pretty cool. But it turns out that uh, he won a feature and must have a yeah. lot of feel with him.
2: Yeah. Damn. It's like old Dave Marcus when he wore the wingtips for the you know for the heat in the old Ooh. cup car.
1: It was interesting. I wear uh Slippers whenever I race, but other than that, I'm standard racing shoes, so.
2: But I've, I've heard some great things about Tyler Carpenter and his, his whole situation. Like him and his old lady broke up, and she started an OnlyFans, and then they got back together, and now she funds part of his racing that operation.
3: It's the American Brew.
2: dream. That's
3: not, is that
2: accurate? Oh, that's, Listen, Matt is I don't, a huge rumor. I might be guy. putting two different stories together because there was another late model there that literally had OnlyFans in the number, and it was his old lady that funds some of his racing That's sick. through the OnlyFans. <laughs> it was a number 18 car. I can't remember who it was.
3: You, you know what it is. You, I mean, you should just tell everyone because I'm sure you know. You've, you've already done your research on both sides. Yeah, of it. on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> No He's comment. Like, let, let no no comment
1: that. on that one. He's just zooming in on that link trying to figure out
3: what it says. No, I did see on there that they find him. I wonder what they find him. Five grand. They find him five grand? Five grand. So it was thirty seriously. Yeah, it
2: was it was thirty thousand to win, and he got five thousand taken away for uh, who cares. Safety. Safety? But wow. oh, now, for his yeah, for, now his whoever makes his actual shoes are making a hey dude version of the nice. shoes so he can just rock them out at
3: the. I mean racetrack. does he does he always race in Hey Dudes or is it just like oh I forgot my shoes and screw I it mean, I guess I mean
2: knowing who Tyler Carpenter is and I don't know a lot about him he's from West Virginia that kind of speaks a lot I'm mean, not going to say one way or another because I know a bunch of racers from West Virginia
3: I've but-
1: raced in some non racing shoes before I mean not at a very high level, but when I was racing, maybe legends cars. But I mean, I've at
3: the end of the day, it was a non-sanctioned dirt lay model right. race. I yeah. mean, that would be no different. I mean, I, and as a kid, I wore tennis shoes when I raced midgets, and I mean, you see it. I mean, no probably not as much now because yeah. safety is a lot more important yeah. than yeah, or, or a bigger deal than what it used to be. But still, that's crazy that they find in five grand. Yeah, because I mean, I'm sure easy.
0: there's nowhere
3: in any kind of there's nowhere in the rule book rule book that says yeah if you're not wearing. All your safety stuff, because I mean, what if he didn't have gloves on? They're gonna find him a number for that.
2: That's just straight Arca. You know, everyone from Arca never wears gloves.
1: Dude, I I didn't wear gloves one time at Five Flags. I was racing super late, and I don't know why I did it. Oh, actually, I do know why. I was like not running that good that year. And I thought back when I was a little kid in Bandoleros, I won a lot. And I never wore gloves. I was like, screw it. I'm not wearing gloves. This race. You were going to fix
3: the setup of the car by taking yeah, off the exactly,
1: gloves. Exactly. I was like, man, maybe that's it. Maybe I just don't have the feel on the wheel like I used to have. Just feel the air. That wasn't the case. And then they ended up pointing the black flag at me. And I like had to like reach around and grab my gloves, put them on under caution. But, uh, yeah. It'll...
3: I think that was what uh, Aaron Fike did when he was still running the Bush Series and needed a caution. He chucked a glove out the window, yeah. but yeah. landing Castle
2: out, throwing the water bottle or the, the foam padding out. Yeah, same thing. Same thing.
1: Damn. I love those. I knew a guy once at uh, San Antonio Speedway. We talked about it last week on the show.
2: Couldn't get enough of it last threw week.
1: A, uh, threw a fire extinguisher on the racetrack. Pretty awesome. He Pulled, got...
3: pulled the fire extinguisher out of the car? Or did he no, get, like, no, no, a spare no, no. One no, he, no. He was on pit
1: road <laughs> and he was going to grab, there was a cone bolted to the wall. He was going to grab the cone and throw it on the racetrack. He was pissed off, got wrecked, whatever. And tried to get the cone bolted down. Fire extinguisher was right next to it. There's a great picture of him just heaving this thing out on the racetrack. It was a big old bottle, too. But uh, pretty cool. Did it explode? I don't know. I'd hope so. I didn't see that picture. It was no. before I was racing there. Uh, he might have needed those hey dudes because that track was so rough, didn't want any heavy-ass shoes getting his throttle control messed up. <laughs> Dude, I like I was looking at that race, and I was like, man, that looks pretty fun. But then I watched a couple of the cars go through the corners and just flip. Like, I don't know. I get, I go way slower. I've raced dirt race races very little, but when the track gets rough, I am junk.
2: Well, this dude's an expert.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, do you, have you ever race on anything like that rough? I don't know if you
3: saw that race. Uh, I've been on some stuff that I, I watched the race, and, I, and I've been on uh, race tracks that I mean, that's kind of like a unique situation because it's an indoor event. We ran mm-hmm. uh, Kemper ran a midget race, you know, ten years ago, whatever it might have been. That was indoor, and they had problems getting the dirt onto the concrete i don't think it was deep enough it was wet same deal it was during the winter and it peeled up to where we literally hit concrete i mean it was wow. a super tiny racetrack uh i like think it was it took probably 15 20 minutes to get you know 16 or 18 cars pushed off just to even run oh, wow. the feature but uh it was pretty bad um but yeah the watching the late models. i mean they're they're not designed to go through those kind of ruts no I mean, no they were they're they're set up for lockdown slick racetracks and you can't and get away
1: from them there no this track's so small
3: yeah, no, it was it was definitely exciting. And, uh, you know, even uh, Nick Hoffman said that, you know, he's obviously he's kind of the king of modifieds and he wins everything. But he's like, yeah, I'm good in a modified but not in in Baja. So, yeah, uh, I think he finished the podium and everything. everything. Finished third know, the entire week in all they three really, series. <clears throat> Every single race. I know.
1: I, I watched the midget race. I didn't watch any of the other ones. I watched the highlights. But definitely the midget race, I noticed he was running really good. I didn't even know he was big into midget stuff like that these days. Yeah,
3: that's uh, that was uh, his third third or fourth midget race, which that car is actually one I built about three years ago with really? a partner, uh, Jeff Taylor, which is the Rockwell security car, which was what he was running there, but uh, it's kind of cool to see a car that you put together, go out and run well, but yeah, he uh, he definitely enjoys it. He said that that was probably the most fun he's had in a very long time, and uh, I think he's actually going to run this next week uh, into coin for the indoor show, too. Cool. Get ready for I the always I up. love,
1: like, indoor racing season. I don't know why. It's just unique and kind of cool.
3: Just elevates,
2: you know. Everything... I don't know, but it just like chili bowl season. We're in full swing in that. What is a, sh- a shootout as
3: well? Oh, it's
1: a shootout, yeah. I it's saw just a them different start working atmosphere. on that track. You're running that, huh? Not the shootout, but- not the
3: shootout. The chili bowl, which, yeah. I mean, it's the perfect scenario. Like you're talking about the difference between going to a normal race and going to indoor race. You know, I mean that place is so big. I mean that building's four hundred fifty thousand square feet. I mean the amount of cars, people, racetrack. I mean just jammed into that building, but. You know, I try to explain to people who've never been to Tulsa. It's like going to Vegas. Like right. When you walk in that building at 9 a.m. when they open it, it looks the same as it does at, you know, they shuttle you out like at 11, 12 o'clock night, but they used to not make you leave. Really? You know, and everyone's sitting there partying, having a good time. They got a band going on, and you can't see that it's that it's gone dark. I'm mean, Like I said, it's always the same inside until you yeah. walk out. I mean, uh, I think it was like 2006 or seven. Showed up in the morning, everything's fine on like Thursday or Friday. You know, fifty degrees. Next thing you hear, all the you know, people and fans, you know, talking about the storm that's going on. Like, what the hell are they talking about? Race is over. Go walk out the door. And there's like a foot of snow on the ground. Like, what the <laughs> hell happened? Yeah, it was, it was fifty crazy. degrees when we walked in here. You know, ten hours ago. So, uh, Tulsa, you never know what's going to happen with the weather. But once you go in that building, it's you know, it's controlled weather. Lights yeah. great. Everyone's having a good time. No, I definitely know what you mean with the time there because I remember I raced a
1: shootout one time when I was like twelve. And I remember going in and then leaving, or I th- no, I don't even think it was that. I think I was go. We went out to start the car, and I was like, "Holy shit, it's dark outside!" Like, I, did, I had no. You lose all track of time, especially when you're a little kid too. I was riding a razor scooter all over the building and not a care in the world. <laughs>
3: Can't do that anymore. No more. No more scooters. No more what? bikes. Nothing. Nothing motorized. Dude, they they I, get on you. There was
1: like a pack of kids on Razor Scooters whenever, at the shootout at least, because there's a lot less people there or then. I think. Oh, I've never been to the Chili Bowl, so. Yeah, neither have I. I
3: want to go. I, I'm from Texas. I almost went I last year gone. with you
2: to do some filming stuff, but
3: then you that fell through. Then film. you got negated at the last minute. You
2: know, but you've had one of the most like infamous runs to the A main.
3: Uh, I still hold the record. It was it was it's from uh, the
2: I main, somewhere around there? Yeah, H?
3: It was like an A. It might have been I.
2: But just legendary run. Yeah,
3: 60, 69 cars, uh was what, what the record was. So like so last year McDougal uh, Jason got McDougal close. Got uh, I think he was one of like twelve cars, which I mean he made it all the way to basically the transfer to make it out of the B main and got Harpoon going into three and uh yeah. and obviously his run was over at that point. But yeah, it was definitely in jeopardy there for what he, and obviously he came from a lot further back. I think he started a further feature than what I did. But, but that's
2: um, like, that's the first thing that I remember, like watching chili bowl action. That's what I remember. You just.
3: And run it's so through it. crazy to do that. I mean, it takes so much luck because you have right. to, you have to be in the right flight, which is hard to explain to people because I mean, there's, I mean, it worked out well for me, but there's a strategy. If you're in the first flight, you know, there's two of each feature all up until uh, the B mains. If you're in the first one, there's usually when they'll rework the racetrack. So if you transfer out of a D main and you have to start the back to C main, if you're in the first flight, they'll usually work the racetracks and then the track's heavier, it's harder to pass, and you just, you, know, you might not get that chance to get through there. The second flight usually has a better chance because the track gets slicker, it's easier to pass, and I mean, you still need cautions and wrecks and all sorts yeah. of craziness to kind of go your way to make it happen.
1: Now, I was curious about track conditions with that deal. I like, do they rework it like every three
3: mains or is it like, uh, they kind of do it as needed now. They use the same clay every year. Like when they're you know, like they're carting it in or trucking it in right now, you know they stash it, you know four or five miles away from the from the building. It's always in the same place. It's the same clay. Personally, I think it's like losing its tackiness. You know, I mean, before right. it used to be gumbo, it stayed really really sticky. You know, now it starts dusting up, and you know they'll go out there and they have like a little tickler. They'll go out there and scratch a racetrack, put a little bit of water. Do you know one more time. Little like, tickler it's, it's, yeah it's, it's, <laughs> actually the blades go like spin. yeah and then they go out and sprinkle it and then you know it'll maintain for a couple more uh more races but it's usually kind of as needed or depending on time because uh you know they they fall under curfew during the week and um and you know, it's they, always then tough. They, and then they have tv on saturday so you're you're still kind of stuck into a, a window of time
1: mm.
3: do you uh, like
2: that they extended it the the prelim nights one more night Cause they went from what was it Tuesday through now it's Monday through.
3: Well, I mean it, it's tough because you used to use Monday as kind your of like your warm up. You had you yeah. got two sessions, which you know depend on your car number whatever whatever you were. So I'm usually a lower number, uh, so I'm in the first ten sessions, and there's usually you know between thirty four and forty groups. And then once they get to the 40th group, they take like an hour and then they would reverse it. So you would, you know, being in the first group, you were there all day. I mean, you literally sat around just for hours doing nothing. Um, When they scratch it to where you only got one session, I mean, and sometimes it just depends. You might only get like three laps. You know I mean? If you go out there and a couple guys spin out and they're just like, okay, your time's up. And you're like, oh, okay, well, yeah, it's good, I hope. That's Uh,
1: always blew my mind about dirt racing is like, no, like you get no practice. You're just going, like, and a lot of people don't even take the hot laps they get. They'll just stay in the pits.
3: Yeah, it's, 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 you know, like the dirt lane model guys, those guys have always blown my mind. You go to Eldor and you run the big races and, you know, they shoot you, shoot you out through. you run two laps and that's your hot laps and you get ready to qualify. And you're like, you know, hopefully you better have run I there a couple of times to make sure <laughs> you have what you need because yeah. hot laps were pretty much a waste. Just yeah. be like, I learned nothing doing it's that. And be like,
1: whatsoever. NASCAR next year, really. Yeah, you get, what 50 especially at a road course, dude. Like it North America's ex- fifteen minutes for per, per qualifying practice session, that means it's like two laps.
3: Yeah, depending on the 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 guys are excited and go out yeah. there and shoot the thing off course. That'll and, be me. I mean we could name names.
1: <laughs> we could. I have shot off the course there many a time. I did this year. Yeah, you did in Harmon's car. But I was way overdriving that thing. I was trying to get everything I could out, but just uh Saw more gravel than asphalt, I think. Well,
2: you know, sometimes it happens. It do, it do be like that sometimes. It do be like that sometimes. So, JJ, I've done all the research, all of it. So, it okay. took you five minutes. I went through the whole Wikipedia page. I'm glad I good. went to usacracing.com. I looked at
3: all of the wins, all the stuff, all, all the, the stats. Stuff. Okay.
2: All the stats. So, what's your favorite race car that you've ever driven? ever like ever. Per, perfect place and time. That's how I look at it. Like there's one race with one car. What's the
3: favorite? Wow. That's and a if, tough one.
2: I mean, cause you've raced a lot.
3: Uh, I have been around a while uh, and I've driven a lot of different cars. I mean, cars that are fun are probably still midgets just for the fact of, you know, the, you know especially now cause they have way more horsepower than, you know, like when I was running, I mean, most of them are pushing almost 400 horsepower in a car that weighs, you know, 750, 800 pounds. I think you have to weigh like 875 with the driver. So, I mean, it's, right. it's crazy that you can take a midget to a half mile and run almost as fast as a sprint car. That's so sketchy. You know, like they were an inventor for for Turkey Night, and I'm pretty sure the midgets out-qualified the sprint cars. You know, so, I mean, there's certain situations where, you yeah. know, the car has so much speed. And you go to, you know, like a place like Eldora where you run wide open you basically tuck your elbows in and you stick it on the fence and you just go yeah and every time you know the back of the car steps out you know you just lost a tent so i mean it's it's fun and scary at the same time but you know those kind of cars especially when you go to small racetracks they put on such a fantastic show i mean obviously um you know sprint cars i I had a ton of success i got to build my own cars manage my own cars run the program so it was, you know, something I had more control of. But midgets are probably the most fun to drive. Nice. What would you say yours is?
2: <sighs> I don't know. Oh he gives I, this nice elaborate
1: honestly, I thought out say, answer. I You're really like, think oh, I this is gonna be like super cliche, super corny, cool, but honestly, I I love driving an Xfinity car at a mile and a half. Like a good Xfinity car at a mile and a half, like Kansas. Where you can really like move around and the back's moving around how you want it. And you can like make moves and play of with the all air. the
3: fun racetracks, you pick Kansas?
1: Yes, Kansas, dude. I love Kansas. Because you can run lo- you can run high, you can run low. That's the only track I can run the top at, I think. I'm not very good at it anywhere else. Except maybe California, just in one and two, though. I'm not very good at it in three and four, but in one and two I can run the wall. Uh, either that
3: or now, you probably didn't get to run Kansas before it was reconfigured. Or when mm-hmm. it was repaved?
1: No, first time I ever did was twenty eighteen. I, I will say either that or honestly, this is gonna be another kind of goofy answer, but a legend car at Wake County Speedway. See, whole, I like I like the specificity. A,
2: there' a whole lot of fun.
1: It's like the perfect size, really wore out, really slick, uh, cool shape. Not, not like most legends car tracks are just straight oval. There's never any D shaped tracks. That track had a little bit of a D to it. Yeah, that almost who's D.
2: You're not going to get me with that one. No, Okay. Not today. Hmm. I'll say mine is a flat dirt cart at Millbridge. The only thing you've ever raced. Because that's the only thing I've ever
3: competitively <laughs> raced. How's the micro nice. coming?
2: Not, it's not. not. <laughs> it. trying, to, trying to work behind the scenes to make a deal to where I don't have to buy it, but I can just like manage. He's a team manager. Team manager. Team manager. But I, that doesn't mean I don't send him 15 listings a day yeah, he for does. micros. And they're all just terrible. They're like, all projects. projects.
1: Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. I We're trying to we, balance we have so much time for a
2: project right now. We're trying to balance, you know, spending the least amount of money but being the most competitive.
1: Well, I mean, you're the one that's gonna be buying the car, so right. I I could care I have,
2: less about the money you <laughs>
3: spent.
2: <laughs> oh, he's like, Oh, I'll buy a seat. I'm like,
3: Okay, that's five hundred dollars. Oh, it's not even that. Yeah. Well, I guess you probably have to go full containment, so you're... you're I'll, I'll, the, one, the
1: cheapest one I found is a, a Butler, one of those easy ones or whatever. You can, like, put the padding in yourself. They're, like, 700 bucks. You can even buy them off the Walmart website, which is insane. Wait, I, wait they sell them at Walmart? I don't think they sell them at Walmart, but you can buy them off their website.
2: That's sketchy.
1: That's awesome. I would only I, If I was going to buy a seat today, I would go to Walmart.com and buy it. Cause oh, I,
3: couldn't you just pull the seat off your, your Simric?
1: No, that's... I, I could, but I don't know. There you go. You no don't have excuses. to spend anything. Yeah. But and how gotta, cool would it
3: be that your SimRig would be dirty?
1: Yeah. I don't know if it would like be that it. cool or not. <laughs> if I'm just trying to come hang out and maybe run some laps and I get up and my pants are all dirty. Yeah.
2: But here's the thing. Like if I bought it, like he's going in at first, but you, that you get
1: second. That's fine. I don't care. I, I just want to race a micro again. And it's like,
2: here's my deal. I have a part. I, I have a, a financial partner in the whole thing. But he's so disconnected from reality. Like he doesn't have social media. He barely checks his phone, maybe once a week. So That's I'll text the perfect him. Perfect owner. Right. Yeah. I'll text him and I'll send him something, be like, let's do it. And then, you know, then it's gone. And then a week later, he's like, let's do it. I'm like, well, now we're back at square one. So, but he would be the perfect car owner. 100%. 100%. I
3: think the best car owner that I had in, in almost all the years was Tony Stewart. And not because he was Tony Stewart, because he just he didn't care. He just let you go. I mean, not that he didn't care, but he like, hey we won, man, that's awesome. You need anything? No, we're good. All right. Perfect <laughs> And then you know I mean it just kept going. You know, I mean that's his Nelson, cool. his dad was kind of the team manager of, you know, Tony Stewart racing, which was, you know, myself, Corey Kruisman, and then George Snyder's car. But we you know, we basically managed ourselves, but it was like, oh, okay, well, I might come to races and watch. I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. You, you know that's I, the best I don't, I don't know he ever showed up, but he was like, yeah, about every, about once a month, he'd call and say, how's things going? Going good. We won a bunch of races. Oh, cool. All right, Thanks. cool. All yeah. Right. Perfect. <laughs> good deal. You need anything? No, we're good. Perfect.
2: They're good. Keep doing what you're doing. So another legendary fact about this guy sitting here, right? He won the Triple Crown in, in the same year. So.
1: What's the, so I'm going to sound like an idiot. The Triple Crown, that's at El right?
2: So, no, he won like the national triple crown. I'm thinking of the
3: four crown. The four crown, which we've we've done the four crown, won the four crown. Um, But to win the triple crown is all three series in one year. So, me and... Me and Tony Stewart are the only two to win all three USAC series one in one season. Like the points championships? Point championship for, oh, for all three divisions in the same year.
2: So how many races is the three series combined? It's got to be like 75? Well, it's,
3: it's it's a lot more now than when I ran. So I think it was about 75, 78 uh, in 2003, where like this year I I read that they ran almost 94 races. Crazy. So I mean, that's, yeah, that's a lot they of racing. A, and they, and like like for the midgets in November, I think they ran seven nights or seven races and nine nights. I mean, it was pretty close between. Yeah. I feel like they just keep adding weeks. Like there's the Indiana midget
1: week. Now there's like the West coast midget week. Then there's the Florida midget week. And it's like, they just keep adding them.
3: Of course. I mean, for the owners, it makes it easier way more economical. If you can show up and run, you know, three nights in the same place or, you know, within 30, 40 miles versus, you know, shipping them out. Like, like our NASCAR schedule, like, Hey, we're going to run Daytona. Then we're going to go run California. Then you know come back and run Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. And they go all the way back. It's like, man, who thought of this? Yeah. Which obviously we're kind of back to the normal schedule for Xfinity. Shout so out Ben Kennedy so for
2: taking the harpoon right to the chest on that one.
3: Well, I think they came to the realization that, you know, we shouldn't be racing the 1st of March in Atlanta because it's still cold. Cold as hell. Yeah. You know, so, mm-hmm. I mean, kudos to the 300 people that showed up last year for the race, but Hopefully next time. Uh, I was kind of
1: like I don't know. I'd rather race in Atlanta was cold though, but I guess for the fans, you're right. For My fans. first ever race at Atlanta, it rained the entire race in the Xfinity race. Like remember that year that it kind of, I don't know if you race Xfinity this year. You might have for Sieg. It was like halfway raining all day. Like for the misting? truck race. Yeah. Misting for the truck race and the Xfinity race. Cause they ran on the same day. And I kind of liked it. I felt like it kept the tires cooler or something. I don't know. <laughs>
3: Well, so that, not that it won't be a problem next year because no, you just I mean, hold it wide open. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting it'll to be see sketchy. how the it comes out. I'm worried I'm about
1: what around. it does long term with that asphalt, with the amount of load on it, because of there's it's like hollow underneath. I guess so. I don't even know. is it
2: that it's the new asphalt, right? It's mm-hmm. the, the, the better, water the water it. wicking stuff. Yeah, it goes through, it. but it doesn't take, it doesn't take rubber.
1: I don't know if it does or not.
2: But like that's the. It's, it doesn't take rubber, but it, it drains.
1: I don't know. We'll see. Are you making this up? No.
2: Did, did you read this? this like, yes. This, he I does have. this all the time. He just makes up I don't make. St- I, I, look, I looked at the, I look at the Wikipedia pages. I do everything. I, I do. Is- I put in the effort to do the background. You remember, in your, you look at Wikipedia. Remember in your high school
1: English class, and they're like,
2: You can't use Wikipedia. It's not a credible that's, source. That's a crutch these days.
3: Okay. I don't know that's a credible source. I mean, you're, the fact that we're racing on asphalt that absorbs the water but doesn't take rubber. What does it do with the water is it absorbs it? Where's it go? Well, it just it goes, goes it down. Just passes it, that, through. that
1: is real. They, they put a video of it. It goes straight through it. Like, it won't puddle. It won't, like, it goes straight through it.
3: Well, I mean, there's like 24 degrees of banking. It's not going to puddle anyway. It's,
1: that's it's also porous. porous. But then there's also there's like a whole draining system underneath the racetrack now too. Oh,
3: that's great. So that means in three years it's gonna be rough as hell. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Where all the pipes are if we make it to three years. yeah. Because, I mean every place that has a tunnel, right, is an issue. Mm. It's always been. It doesn't matter which racetrack we go to, like, oh, there's a tunnel, there's a bump. Yeah. Big bumps. If if now they've decided like we're gonna put this really cool drain system that's (laughs) totally (laughs) state of the art. It's gonna work. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna
1: reduce drying time by how's thirteen percent. How's the car? It's pretty good. I I can make the double through one and two, pretty good. Uh, we're gonna be all right, though. I think the down three and four, the triple, I'm not making it so we can't all the whips anything. on the back stretch, yeah. <laughs> du, 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 du.
3: That would be kind of ridiculous. It'll it's, have that crazy shuffle effect, like you have at Dover when you drive off into three and the thing just shakes yeah. all over the place. Or like
1: Charlotte in turn three, it's got like that washboard or whatever. I hate Charlotte in turn three, I can't figure it out.
2: Why don't you ask? No, JJ, what you got any, you got any ideas?
3: Yeah, yeah, you, well, with the cup car, it's great because you go to the fence and you just dodge that big rough spot. But, yeah. yeah, that that spot's gotten worse and worse, which, you know, I was amazed the first time I got to run Charlotte in, uh, when I was in Gibbs because the back straightaway, like, you know, obviously we didn't run coil-bound back then, but, like, you with the car would, like, it's like you didn't have shocks on it. It was crazy. You know, like, wow. Yeah, it's like it literally just going through like a rolling hill down the back straightway into things all over the place. Best motor sounds, though. Because that was when
2: they they hopped them up a little bit. They were just screaming down the back stretch like Newman's, the, the qualifying lap. Oof. All
1: right, Man. easy over there.
2: It, that'll get you started, I'll yeah. tell you.
1: All right. What about the new car sound? you like that?
2: Yeah, I do. I do. It sounds like a, a Mercedes uh, GT3 car. But it look like a dirty grumble. Have you driven the new car yet? Where where would you see a, a, a GT3 Mercedes?
3: Um You are like a jack of all trades, aren't you? I
2: had to work, I had so I was doing PR for the team I work for, and we did the 24 hours of Daytona. Okay. And right behind us was the race-winning GTD car, which was one of those big ass Mercedes, you know, with the long nose things, the Winwood Racing 63. Three car, the purple, orange, and no, it was blue. Oh, but those things got like a grumble
3: to them. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. cool. It's good. Uh, yeah, so I I did the first part of the test, uh, the first test in the fifty one, and uh, yeah, I was You're take, the first I was, person take, I talked to I was taken back because it gives you like no feel.
1: You think it's the tire that does that, or you think it's the rest of the suspension?
3: I think it's a combination of the tire uh, and the steering. Now, I don't know if it's all. You can't put all the blame on the rack, you know. But just the f- the feel, like when you drive off into one in a old cup car or X-Fendi car, you know, just as you're going over the hump and the car loads up, you can feel the car load up. You know that you can feed it some wheel, mm-hmm. and the car's either gonna yaw a little bit or get tight. It gives you no feel. You just like drive off in the corner, and it's got like so much. It feels like caster split. The car just turns itself in, so you're like afraid to turn the wheel anymore. Wow. You know, the car's got zero side force. Um, You know, I was told that, you know, once you get, like, one and a half degrees of yaw, you lose all grip. Like, the the tire doesn't give you any grip. So, like, I spun out. I went... So, I was in. Cole Custer got in. I got out. He got in. uh, We went back and forth. Went back out, and he'd just run, like, two or three sessions. And it's like, man, the car's really tight, but, you know, you can run flat. And it's like, okay. So, I got out, ran flat got a little bit tight didn't turn the wheel just because it again you just don't have a good sense with the car you know and rick's new baby that's you know yeah 350 plus or whatever it costs to to put those things together uh you know obviously it was just kind of working up to uh to speed and feel and my third lap out with the car being extremely tight drove off into three kind of chopped the entry to get through that rough spot Mm -hmm. got to the middle started to push up the racetrack Went from wide open to like half throttle Just rolled out a little bit Car pushed up about the middle lane Spun out Like I spun really? before I ever knew what was happening Really. So you know just stayed on a throttle Like looking over my shoulder Like steering and it just kind of spun like this Got going straight again You know the, the gearbox is awesome And the sequential was,
2: Pulled her in
3: and a little
2: pucker action
3: uh, I was okay because I mean I didn't have a lot to worry about now yeah, you know, that's that's right over where the haulers are parked. So I'm sure oh, Rick yeah. was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah. Not so yet. that was uh, it. Was interesting. Like I said, I, I've never in all the time I've driven in NASCAR ever been in a situation where I was that tight roll out throttle and just instantly snap, lose around. Grip and snap around.
2: Do you have any sense of what it's going to be like racing with thirty eight other drivers out there? I don't know
3: forty
2: oh, thirty nervous. Uh,
3: <laughs> I mean, just listening to the, you know, they had like a driver's meeting, um, the end of the first day and the guys that did the speedway test were talking about, you know, like you really couldn't get near each other. And obviously that was, you know, three or four months before that. So they've made a lot of, of good changes with, the uh, with the car. But they talked about like the straightaways holding onto the car was almost impossible. So, as they've made improvements to the steering, I think it's given those guys a little bit more feel, but I wasn't so worried or wasn't so uncomfortable going down straights, but I heard that even some of the Chevrolet teams were still sketchy, even at Charlotte test, like going down straightaway, that the car kind of wandered and moved around. So, you know, I mean, you go into a situation, like you talk about Kansas where, you know, if they stayed with a, you know, of uh, five fifty package if they go to six seventy, whatever that number is, and they have restarts where they're three, four wide. Yeah. It's not I, I don't I don't, I don't know that you'll see it for one, just because yeah. I don't know that, that it can be done without just wiping out half the field. So I don't know, it's gonna be really interesting. I mean some of the things I saw, you know, guys got super tight. Um You know, those cars have diffusers and, you know, they they try to design the car to where they'll be less aero-dependent, but it sounds like... It's more. For what I've seen, it's way more. Uh, Mm -hmm. And the problem you run into is when you lose, you know, downforce, when you get tight behind someone, you lift, the car raises, and it might have been part of the situation where I spun, was if the car raises up, you know, quarter-inch, you lose like half half the downforce. So, all of a sudden, you went from like really tight to you've got no downforce. So, like I said... You know, they're they're trying to make more improvements. I think they're supposed to have their OEM test this week, which, you know, I mean, I think it's you know, rained a little bit. I don't know if it's supposed to Yeah rain some more by the end of the week. I don't even know when it's supposed to be this week, but Do you think this car
2: week? is going to really show who's actually a good race car driver? Because it seems like the last couple of years there have been people who have gotten in cup cars that could just, you know, because it was a wide open kind of thing, they could just go putt around and be in the race. But do you think this will really set the real craftsmen of the sport
3: apart from the average? Well, I think you've already see that a lot of that's changed just based off of the cars and charters and what's available, the the level of excitement for the car, and people thinking that it's going to be a level playing field, or you know, it's going to be a more equal playing field. Um, so I think a lot of those guys are already kind of getting eliminated out of the the Cup Series, right? Uh, teams mm. or drivers, yeah, and You know, I I think you'll, honestly, I think you'll see drivers retiring early. I mean, it it, like I said, it wasn't fun to drive. I don't know that it's going to get more fun to drive. Um, You know, the the car is is built. It's done. You know, you're stuck in a box. There's not much that they could change that's going to make make a huge improvement. Like, when we had the COT car, like, okay, well, we're going to wing. Okay, well, we're going to take the wing off and put a spoiler on. So, I mean, they kept modifying the car. You don't have the ability to really modify the car that much. It is what it is. So, hmm. I mean, I've heard it's great on road courses because it's basically it's what a road it is. Car. It's a, a road right? car. It's a TA car. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much what it is. Hmm. I mean, there are, I mean, there's some things about the car that are really cool. And then there's some things that you scratch your head like. They definitely, look who the hell thought of this. I mean, right. they they obviously didn't put a panel of team engineers, people that had, you know, like the then, then the, the expertise yeah. of this is the right direction to go. And um like I said, I've I've heard a lot of good things and I've heard a lot of bad things from parts that are gonna have to be monitored by NASCAR if it's the shocks, if it's the transmissions, you know, they've they may have bitten off more than they can chew from a timing frame. So I don't know. It'll be great for the Xfinity series. Yeah. I mean I'm thinking.
2: Yeah, I mean Xfinity already puts on the best show. My opinion. With, I mean you think so too? I've thought that for a while, just because in the Xfinity series, it's, you know, it's kind of like that mesh from the truck series where there's just like three quarters of the field is still trying to figure it out. And in the Xfinity series, about 75% have already figured it out, but there's still the 25. that are trying to, you know, figure out their race craft and stuff. And then like you got, there's always like three different races going on, right? There's the race in the top 10. Then there's the race kind of the mid pack from 11th to 25th always has really good storylines. Like you guys are in that most of the time. And then there's the far back ones where it's just like, I'm just glad they're here kind of stuff.
3: But you don't really have as many of those. And next year, right. I mean, it's really be tough. I mean, yeah. the, next the level of competition is probably one of the most stout that the XFINITY series has seen in a long time. I mean, since the late nineties, probably since it became the XFINITY series. Right.
2: I mean, cause a lot of people looked at it and looked at the cup series and like that barrier of entry is so large. Whereas you can go get Xfinity stuff and you're just, the competitiveness is still there. It's just, now it's, you know, if you're in the Cup Series, you're contending for top 25s. But if you drop down, you want to be contending for top 10s. So everyone's shooting for top 10s now. It's just, you know, there's only 10 positions and it's just going to be yeah. a lot. The midfield battle from 25th to 10th is razor thin now. Whereas... A couple years ago, it was, you know, if you got those leased engines, like, you're probably going to do better than yeah. the guy who's running the
3: PME. Sure.
2: 100%. But truck series is always wild. Mm-hmm. A lot of.
3: Which, I mean, I think the truck series is going to be significantly better than it's been just with the new bodies because, right, you know, not, you know, with COVID and, and not going to all, all the races. You know, I went to Nashville and you look at some of the trucks and, I mean, there was kind of like that old cup cars where they're oh, yeah. so twisted and, mm-hmm tricked and, you know, I won't say cheated, but, you know, I mean, there was stuff that the bigger manipulated. teams... Manipulated. No, yeah. Massaged. Very manipulated, yeah. So, to go to a, to a stock body, I think, you know, already having the motors being what they are, uh, it should be exciting. I mean, I, I think it'll be really good. There's going to be a lot of good drivers, good teams, you know, across, you know, all the series. So, you know, I think from the competition perspective, you've eliminated some of those smaller teams that, you know, just came because they could, right? To where they're going to either have to step up or, um, you know, they're going to have to find something else new to do. Yeah.
1: I'm excited for the trucks this year simply off the schedule. Yeah. They yeah. got,
2: a, they, I mean, they got, you can call it IRP again.
1: No, it's actually,
2: it. they changed the name. It's Lucas Oil. L O I R P. So they put the two names together. I'm going to call it IRP like I have for the it's last It's Lucas 10 years. Oil Indianapolis Raceway Park. But
1: they get to go back there, which I'm super jealous of that Xfinity doesn't get to. Hopefully, maybe in the future, we can. Uh, They're going to Sonoma, which is cool. Uh, They're going to Mid-Ohio, which is pretty neat. I think it sucks that Xfinity's not going there anymore, but they're getting to go.
2: But you Uh, got Portland.
1: We got Portland. Way over there in Portland.
2: Way over there in Portland. Way over there in Portland. But
1: it should look... I mean, I watched the IndyCar race there this year. It looks pretty cool. Like, I was thinking as I was watching, like, man, it'd be kind of cool to race an Xfinity car there. And then, boom. There's my chance.
3: There's your chance. But
1: I still wish I could race like Lucas Oil or IRP, whatever you want to call it. Uh like Milwaukee. Great race track. I never got to run Iowa in an Xfinity car. Another
3: um, great race track. Yeah. It was good. Ran I Nazareth. think I ran, I ran <laughs> Milwaukee a couple of times. It was fun. It looks I like I think IRP was definitely one of the cool places cuz you could say even though it was only 5/8s you could run the fence. You yeah, could run yes. the middle, you could run the ball. I mean, it was pretty easy to be two or three wide for the entire race. Yeah. And I mean I think especially now with
1: the with the modern Xfinity car and not having the, the shovel on the nose like you had back then, like I feel you can actually get pretty aggressive and you know knocks people out of the way yeah. and not just and turn composite. Them around. Yeah. Composite Bossies?
3: Bossies. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean I would take an IRP over a Martinsville.
2: Really.
1: I, yeah. I, I would agree. I, I mean Martinsville's cool, but it's kind of stressful, and you don't know when you're just going to get dumped. Like, people will just be firing it off in there, dive-bombing you sometimes,
3: and like... There's definitely dive-bomb. But, I mean, just, just from the racing perspective, I mean, you can go out there and race. You have options. You, yeah, You go to Martinsville, you're on the bottom. You're right. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. You know, you're just kind of grinding it out, you know. Yeah,
1: you can run the top for, like, two laps if you're, like, mid-pack because the bottom gets stacked, but then you after gotta two down. laps, you got to get down.
3: Yeah, I think the most fun I've... And Martinsville's, like, my least favorite track, but when they put the PJ1 and you had to run the top groove, was pretty... pretty when did they do
0: that? Yeah, when it, they first
3: did PJ1. Yeah, it was one of the first times... they did were, that at Martinsville? Yeah, and you ran the top. And that, that does it? sound you awesome. You had to run around, the, around yeah. the edge, which, like, going back to... I guess I would still been give Gibbs, like New Hampshire used to run the top. Like when the sealer would, like because the sealer was so slick that you would run like the third groove. Um, really? Yeah, so it's like, I mean, almost like what they do now, but they put it like a whole other lane higher.
1: Hmm. That's kind of cool. they're going to put about... it on there, I mean,
3: I think it'd be cool if they did it in different spots, kind of like Mario Kart. Like, you know, like it's good here, but not like just a whole strip of it. To right, where, yeah. Just you know, so it a spot. You know, like it's Texas, like, like, like you know that <laughs> once it gets sticky in Texas, you're like, oh, I better get up there because yeah. you're going to run three tenths faster. Uh, but you have little spots where you could hit it, and
1: I wish they uh, shoot could come down. up with something that was like they just coat the whole damn racetrack, and then it like comes and goes, like like it's like a dirt track. Like okay, the bottom's wore out. I'm gonna start moving up, and then you know the kind of top gets kind of shitty. And people start moving back down. I think that'd be neat. I don't think they'll ever do anything like that, or if they can come up with a compound that can uh, do that. I mean, even though like a Cup race PJ one I feel like it kind of comes and goes at the very end of it, like at Bristol. Uh, like it's good in the bottom and then you kind of go to the top. Yeah, because
3: I think it just, it gets so much rubber yeah. that you get, where it almost gets slick. Yeah. And you, I mean, that only happens on concrete tracks. But right. It, it, and usually it seems like when they do, you know, a traction compound, whatever they want to call it now, they put it too low. I mean, I would like to see it to where, when they do it at a Michigan, when they do it at Texas, it's like the third groove or the fourth groove. Yeah. So when you get up there, there's still room to maneuver versus there's the bottom and then there's the fast lane.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I, I definitely agree with like at Texas because if they moved it up a little bit, like especially one and two, you could start seeing like maybe a couple like people just firing it off in slide job and sliding into it. Right now, it's so low. If you try to slide job, you're pretty much just going to run into the guy on the top. Like you're gonna hit you're gonna hit their fender with your quarter panel, and they're gonna be pissed off and yeah.
3: And most likely, right, because once yeah. you get out of that stuff, it was oh
1: yeah, it looked very it treacherous from pit road. It is. I got out of it when they very first did it. My first Xfinity race, I got out of it, spun out immediately in practice. Freaking, I lifted. I'd never driven an Xfinity car that had the stuff like move around in the back or pretty much anything, and I was letting Austin Dillon go by, and I lifted way too hard, and all I kind of, whoa, up the racetrack. I remember BJ telling me, he's like, don't go above it. There's no grip. I was like, okay. Ease back in the gas, very slow. Whoa. Backwards, I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" He wasn't lying when he said there's no grip up here.
2: and Guess who watched you wreck all the way down the B J? He was right behind me.
1: <laughs> oh jeez, he was like, "Chiching." He was like, "He's like, Chiching." I didn't hit anything, but he was probably like, "This kid's an idiot. What is he doing?" He definitely told me that when I got in the pits too. But he's not gonna sugarcoat it for you.
3: No, no, he's the best too. Because you look at him, you're like, "That's a scary son of a bitch." But he is probably one of the nicest, yeah. coolest guys Hands in the garage. Hands down. No, he, yeah.
1: definitely, he taught me. I mean, he told me everything about trying to drive one. Helped me out any way he could, so that was cool.
2: BJ's the man. Like, helped a bunch of people. Josh Williams over there now. Josh Williams. I guarantee he went over there to get cup starts. Probably. Because DGM, Mario Goslin, and BJ stuff is relatively equal, mm-hmm. I would say. There's, I mean... You know why? What you saying? Like, why would you like? Why would step? you leave? Why would you lateral move? Got to be cups. It's sides. closer to. Yeah. Well,
3: you never know. Yeah, never you know. Never I know. mean, something in the house. That yeah, that's pure speculation. Pure, that's all we you do. You here. heard it first here.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, are you ready to announce anything? You want to break some news?
3: No. Okay.
2: He's always trying to get people to break
1: news. I, 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 I want to break news. Now? Yeah, because like,
3: then it's clickbait.
1: Yeah. I'm not like. Yeah.
3: Maybe when he gets closer.
2: Okay. We'll have you back on. We'll come back. Yeah, we'll so come I got to start asking you next week to come Figure back on when that is. Yep. Because yeah. it ain't a month.
1: My guest manager for this
3: show is just not very good. I've gotten quality guests. It should be easy because I mean you're like we're in off season right now. I mean right. You're. I mean, I, what do you do when you're sitting in the shop? I work. Yeah. 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 You sure <laughs> he, do. He's chasing modif- uh, micro. Uh, I'm chasing ads. micro
2: classifieds. No, I put together a video this This week. This is the
3: best time to be looking for them because everyone's either selling or,
2: or now they all say available after Tulsa. So when it's wrecked, dude, there
1: was a that one Sawyer that I showed you. It was Hayden Reese's car. Yeah, the twenty one that's twenty grand, one that's
2: twenty thousand dollars. He's like, oh, let's get this one. You got to look at all the spares that comes with it, though. We really needed that one that got sold. Yep. Oh well, whatever. Hey, JJ, I can't fit that in my guest bathroom too. So, so yeah, I mean, we need a we need a garage for that. So you raced in the Indianapolis 500
3: twice. No, once, once. But so your Wikipedia was off.
2: Yeah, but you did win Rookie of the Year. Or the five hundred.
3: No, I didn't do that either. <laughs> didn't
2: you're the highest placing rookie. Your English teacher told you right. No, because if I was oh, the highest finishing rookie, you would have rookie.
3: I was the highest qualified rookie. Ah yeah, that was what it was. Yeah, It was something, yeah. Ninth? Qualified No, I qualified thirteenth. Thirteenth.
2: Lucky thirteenth.
3: Is that right? No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Qualified thirteenth, finished ninth. So
2: Jesus. You, I mean, you were you know, you're dirt guy, dirt guy. That was always the latter.
3: Yeah, I was clueless. Like super clueless. My first IndyCar race was Phoenix. Like, I, I did the test, and like, literally when I tested IndyCar Phoenix, I had raced maybe, like excluding quarter midgets as a kid, maybe six times on pavement. Really? No midget races on pavement? None. Really? None. So, yeah, I was like, just like, yeah, here, you go drive IndyCar. Okay, how do I, what do I do? How do I ship? Where <laughs> cool. do we start? Yeah, okay. And, uh, you know, I mean, I was, I ran really well, was fast. I qualified good to Phoenix and then I crashed, I don't know, like 20 laps in because I had n- no idea, you know, I just didn't understand the cars. Right. So I was battling inside the top 10. I got behind somebody, got arrow tight, just cranked the wheel, pushed, got some clean air, spun out, dang. You know, caught the, caught the dog. You know, back then there was a real dog leg at Phoenix and caught the outside wall and the day was done. And, uh, went to Indianapolis, you know, I mean, past rookie test, you know, I mean, it was a breeze. You know, you go through four sessions, you have to run 10 laps in a certain mile per hour, and I mean, that's kind of like, uh, you know, hold it at this RPM and that's going to give you the speed you need to, to average, and then you, you, know, you go out and mm-hmm. run 210. But those, I mean, those cars are designed to run right fast. fast. So, I mean, you know, 200 miles an hour to India, I mean, they actually drive better. Like, back then, I qualified 218 was my average, but you know, when you had to run like 195 to 200, was one of the stages through your rookie orientation. They drove way worse there at that speed than they oh. did at 210. Just, Crazy. you know, just going back to the faster you went, the more downforce you had. Right. But, uh, you know, we had one car. We got our engines from Menard at the time. So we were, we were running the Oldsmobile's. But, you know, I mean, it was those situations where, you know, I couldn't wreck. You know, if I wrecked, we were going to be done. And, uh, you know, just made a bunch of laps. And, uh, you know, one point, you know, the wicker bill in the rear wing, because that was before, like, they had all the crazy, you know, where the wings look like they're actually inverted. And they're like, oh, well, I mean, we only had, like, 60 thousand in there. So they said, let's just pull it out and see what it does. So pulled out. And, like, I have no clue. I'm like, all right, all right. Off we go racing. And uh, went down the front straightaway and went, like, I don't know, I think it was, like, six or seven mile an hour faster than I had been. So like 231 as fast as I ever went, 231 into turn one, got right to about, as you get down to the painted line, jump sideways, and luckily I didn't spin, but I mean, it was like lock, 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 Damn. and then, you know, crap my pants, you yep. know, down to the apron before I got to turn two, I was like, coming back in, <laughs> and I don't think I'm going back out the rest of the day, like, that was <laughs> the scare, it was probably one of the scariest things I've ever been through, and uh, yeah, they put it back. <laughs> yeah, we, we, we like lost like three steps. Like, we like put that back plus a little bit more, right. And work on my confidence to, Get yeah, to get, get back to where I can there. go back out there. But yeah, uh, going back to the rookie thing, I think Steve Knapp finished fourth, and he uh, he got rookie of the year. So when I ran the five hundred, I spun going into turn one on the start. Yep, um, I read that. same deal. Like I had like I was really oblivious to anything about the indie cars, and as we're making your pace laps. Uh, the engine was really cold, so luckily for me that year, they didn't throw the green until you were almost to the start finish line versus, like, the old days. Like, when they were, like, coming out of four, they were full song. Yeah. So if you watched the video, I'm in the fourth row. My row's way back, and because, like, the motor wouldn't take off. So we go into turn one, and Tony Stewart told me, he's like, you don't want to touch brakes in the corner because it spin out. Okay, so... Going to turn one, Eddie Cheever's on the outside of me. And he just like slowly pinching me, slowly pinching me, and I get down to the grass. I can't go any lower. He keeps coming down. He hits my right front. He spins sideways, keeps going. I spin and stop. Well, I sat for a lap. I lost a lap sitting on the racetrack until they you know got me started again. They had to pull start me, uh, or I would have finished fifth. But I lost a lap sitting there, so that sucked. But yeah, they pull start you. Yeah, because I just had to put clutch. Mm. He's clutch it they just clutch throw it, it back and go. <laughs> yeah no i didn't do that but. oh <laughs> been
2: cool though
3: yeah you like like wrap it around the top and you hold the rope and it gets you going then- y'all
1: start three wide that race right three wide you yeah. start three wide you think we should do that in nascar too somewhere just no, like i mean one sometimes, event.
3: sometimes we start three wide i mean yeah, yeah that's what
1: i'm saying like you might as well just start i think it looks cool yeah i mean, like-
3: I mean that's why i mean i wrecked it i mean did you, you didn't get the wreck in vegas right when they went four kind wide of, in the line I was I was
2: honestly he was an instigator in that if I was you watch not, it. I was far from an instigator I was he behind him to the 26
3: the, the I was, was getting, good because the 26 is the one to shove me until I wreck so <laughs> if if the 26 <laughs> would have survived I'd have been pissed because the 26 he never slowed down was in front of me and I
1: was getting pushed from behind and then I think I I, I basically just gassed up cuz he was like turned like this I was like whoop pushed him out of the way and then got around it but yeah yeah you can't go three wide at Vegas that early I think but Xfinity racing, man. You yeah. would say they were rolling the dice. You could say that. Dude. You could say that. I won't. Yeah, that, that race was kind of... That sucked, because y'all were really good that race, I remember.
3: Yeah, there was a, a lot of effort. You know, when you're like, man, we have the A-Plan motor. It's going to be great. I know, this I know. Was, that's exactly
1: what I thought when I saw I was like, S***. I saw the ECR guy under their hood earlier. I was like, that is terrible.
3: Like, when that guy shows up, you're like, yeah, it's going to be good Yeah. I had to go to the back, drove to the front. I was like, oh, this is so much fun. So, you know, this is what these, you know, like like the guys that have big sponsorship have the deals yeah. every week. This is this is what they get every week. Oh my god, this is awesome! Boom. Yeah, the struggle is real. Yeah, but I, struggles. It's I been.
1: still think they should do three wide starts at Michigan because they used to in the Michigan five hundred.
2: Michigan, Chico- uh yeah, Chicago, Chicago land. Yeah. yeah, let's go back there. Uh No, California. They could have Kansas. Yeah, but would too. you really want to be
3: stuck in the middle? I mean. You have it. nowhere so, to go.
1: There's going to be someone else stuck in the middle in front of me and someone else stuck in the middle behind me. It put on a yeah, great that show means fans. That that's going to be the
3: wreck. Yeah. <laughs> Daytona, Talladega.
1: No, Daga. not there. Not, Daga not da- more than. I was going to say, not Daytona. Daytona's too narrow.
3: I mean, you go three wide in the race. Why would you start three wide? Just go ahead and do right. it. Might as well.
1: Yeah, I guess so. See, I think they should. I mean, they do at Anderson Speedway with sprint cars.
3: I think they Which can is do pretty it. tough to do. I mean, that's, I, I've never run the little 500. But I mean, I've raced a sprint car at Anderson, and to be too wide is tough. So yeah, that track's narrow. <laughs> it's super. Watching dirt.
1: them race super late models, there like a full size car, and they're too wide. It's like the entire racetrack. So I don't know how they would, how they even fit three. That race is awesome, though. That's one of my uh, bucket list races, even though I've never raced a sprint car to go r- to race it. Yeah, I want to race it. It
3: pay- I mean, I I'm pretty sure it pays really well. Like I think it pays like forty five thousand or Holy something to win. And it pays, you know, probably eight or nine just to start. But I mean you're there there you're literally there like all week. Really? Yeah, because we when I still ran USAC, we would run a USAC show the week leading into the Little Five hundred, which you know we had to wear, you know, the cars had to weigh like fourteen hundred pounds, which I don't think there's a weight rule Mm -hmm. for the little five hundred. So I mean it's a huge pain. Like you have to have a fuel rig, you have to pit. Yeah. Oh, those pit
2: stops are (laughs)
3: pristine uh, i think that's probably like the show is watching you guys should try to get to in on that uh, it's dude it's sketchy the tire carrier
2: it's it's all the gas man and then you gotta like you gotta basically pay off the the, the push truck, truck tri- driver yeah. because it's it's pandemonium in the infield like you're, they're like almost like pulling these guys off to the side be like no 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 you're you're starting our car first because there's only like f- i didn't even think about that part Yeah, because there's it. only like four, four
3: or five yeah there's <laughs> yeah. not very many push trucks in there and and- there's like
2: 30 competitors they can't just get a bunch of
1: four wheelers in there and just push them off. Can you push a sprint car off of the four wheelers? You can days? with a big one. I mean, if they had
3: like a side by side, I mean, they could probably make it better. But I mean, that's that's like that's part of part it. of the <laughs> it's deal. It's like, oh, yeah. right, you know, like, if you have three or four guys pit, you the guy gets his hand up first, which you know, in some of the situations, gotta, like get you know they all start raising <laughs> your hand like. <laughs> well, we still got ten more gallons to go.
2: <laughs> but uh, that's Cody Swanson's race. He races it in the V six and wins pretty much,
3: pretty much all of them. Yeah, pretty I much mean, much all? It, it doesn't have to be just that one, right? But, I mean, like, you know, going to a racetrack like that, super slick. You know, I mean, when you have a sprint car has, you know, they have like 900 horsepower now. I mean, the V6, they don't weigh as much. You know, it's almost like, you know, instant traction control because you can go out there. It doesn't abuse the tires. So, Mm -hmm. usually, and they get way better fuel mileage. So, you can run, you know, if you can run another 50 laps. Why don't
1: they all run V6s if that's the case?
2: Well,
1: there's not that many out there.
2: No. Like, he is races like, the same car every single year. Is it it's like, like some,
1: like... This gross-looking yellow car. Is it like some, like, 1995 Toyota Celica V6? Like, what, like, is it some kind of special motor, or is it... No, I don't think so.
2: Huh. I pulled it out of the Buick last week. Hmm.
1: That
3: is neat, But, though. I mean, it's also the same thing. I mean, you don't want to just go build one, like, okay, I gotta go run 500 laps, and you make 100, and nothing think grenades, because you're like, oh... I guess we should have should have like run or tried to figure it out a bit.
1: Yeah, I more. guess we should have just stayed with Old Faithful on the V8 motor. So there's probably
3: not a lot of V6s laying around.
2: No, not competitive ones.
1: You don't think you can just pull one out of like a junkyard and then port it and? Yeah, that's it, what you you want make it sick. Yeah. <laughs> probably not. It'd be great. I mean, in, that's what they do with micro motors. Some of them go to the junkyard, get one out of a motorcycle, and
3: yeah, but I mean, like a 600. I mean, they're, if it's a stock 600, it's still a 600. If you're right. taking a. You're racing against someone else's six hundred. If you took a a V six that you pulled out of a an Oldsmobile and <laughs> yeah, so. you know, something else that guy spent, you know, sixty five grand building, you're probably gonna get your ass kicked. It's true. You're probably not gonna have fun either. You might still no, have cause fun. I mean, I mean like that race is like old school NASCAR race where yeah. you have like the leader might be on the same lap as the guy in second, but the guy running third might be like four laps back. Really? And, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't know what well, there's a ton of strategy to <laughs> that goes into yeah. luck, and I mean, trying. To, I, I try to watch it on. I think what they videoed it this year, I don't know if it was on Flow or they showed on Speed Sport, but it was.
2: Yeah, it's a race to watch. It's chaos. I watch it.
1: I
3: got that Flow subscription now, so
2: that guy running tenth is like 15 laps down, but he's just out there having a
3: ball. <laughs> cruise. Well, I mean, like sh- that was sh- like I was supposed to run like three or four years ago. Um, Brad, Brad. Uh, Armstrong asked me to run his car, and I was like, man, I got to run Charlotte. I don't know if I can get there. So I didn't really give him an answer in time, so he hired Schrader, and Schrader did. And I was like, oh my God, there's no way Schrader's going to be able to run five laps. <laughs> <our lives." laughs> I mean, Kenny, I mean, he's he's won a lot of races, a lot of different things, but that's, I'm going to say that's a pretty physical race. I mean, I think Stewart ran third a couple of years ago in Hoffman's car, and was yeah. you know, like his head helmet was, was bounced off the right rear tire.
2: Yeah, he's a... Looking out of looking out of his left l-
1: eye, just don't know straight away. I didn't think about that part either. I didn't think much into the, wanting to run this race. I just think the three white
2: start looks cool. And
1: well, a, I mean, you're young, you're in Carl shape, Anderson you'd be looks okay.
2: Cool. <laughs> Even when I ran go karts, we ran the pussy strap, like like hook it to the side. You yeah, know, right? if you're your indoor stuff, down? yeah, just lock that thing down. You start the race looking at. So it, you like, can't
3: run those anymore because you you're, you're, have a Hans and all that. Yeah. Like you, oh, that you're talking track. like put the little horse collar on. Yep.
2: Pull that strap, just and hook it on there. Just yank that thing all the way over to the side. Yeah, that sounds
1: very uncomfortable.
3: It's well, not. It's not. It's not at all. I mean, you that can't was like
1: move your head though. Yeah, you, know? can. You, you can. Un- no, you hook can unhook
3: it. You can move it. I mean, you don't cinch the thing so far down <laughs> that you can't. Like I just, mean, that was like a hyperbole. It just got like a little. You know, you just squeeze a little alligator clip and it release, but like that ain't going anywhere. Like it basically, so
2: you you can float your head. Okay. Old hockey trick. I guess I get that.
3: I used that forever. That was like the best thing ever.
2: See? Okay. I
1: always push because my I head mean this way. you're
3: talking like that was a Kirky seat that's that's no headrest. If it was, it was like the Kirky headrest, that, which is like, like a piece of four hundred, by
1: six a piece of aluminum.
3: Yeah, it's like one hundred twenty and so like yeah. and it's like really soft. So it's like as soon as you hit something, it goes and it doesn't ever come back.
2: <laughs> custom. Then it's a custom seat. Yeah, that's that what, what I had my
1: Bandolero. I had the sweet Kirky deal, and I don't know how. I think it was a left side one because it said Kirky and it was upside down on the right side. On the right side. Yeah. Perfect.
3: I mean, I, I I still use usually when I run chili ball, I still use a curky seat. I mean, I, I'm under the I'm a firm believer that the seats have gotten so stiff that it's created more issues. I mean, I I personally think there's more injury now than what I remember when I was racing midgets yeah. and cars. So I mean,
2: Pursley, Persley wasn't Jason Persley?
3: Yeah, he I mean, got he, hurt recently, real
2: yeah. bad. And, and it just looked I like mean, a normal his,
3: flip. I mean, it was pretty pretty nasty, but, I mean, it didn't take any massive, like, stopping shots. But, uh, you know, he had his surgery. He's doing well. He's doing a lot better now. I think they took the—I saw a post by his mom that they took the uh, feeding tube out. It was create some irritation, and and that uh, was—things are turning good for him. But, you know, I mean, if it's, you know, watching all the wrecks where someone has been injured, like Kevin Swindell's wreck is still the most mind-boggling because it was— it was a pretty slow, non massive impact type of crash. He just hit right and yeah. created the damage. So did yeah. I would rather move around. So that that was going back to my story of the Kirky seat. Yeah. You know, you've got. You know, I still use nets, and you obviously know, still wear Hans now. But you know, I want to be able to kind of move around and let yeah. my body move versus breaking something. Did you see that pro
2: truck driver from Five Flags? Did you see that? that I wrecked? did. Did you see his helmet?
3: I did not see his helmet. His helmet. I should have beat the hell out of that guy that wrecked him. I yeah, mean, actually. Yeah, I mean, so I, the
2: the kid was he was quoted as saying, "I never really put any stock in safety equipment whatsoever. I just kind of got the cheapest stuff." That day he bought a Stilo. And, really? Yeah. The his helmet ground against the wall of the racetrack, and it's down to the you know the the carbon fiber yeah, stuff you can see it inside. The yeah. yeah, it's it was wild. Yeah, I and mean, he, to,
3: he, to watch a wreck from the. The camera inside was one thing, but there was video posted from from a fan that was outside. It was... It
1: looked crazy.
3: Yeah, that was a massive hit. But No, even...
1: So, I know... The other guy, not the guy that crashed the kid, but the other guy that was in the wreck, I actually know that guy. I used to work in his shop uh, when I was a kid. Which was last week? No. No, this was back when I was probably 15, I guess, so... So, three years ago. Ten years ago. But, uh... He was in it, too, and I don't know how he didn't get hurt because when he hit the fence like that, he hit, like, windshield first in his back bumper, and he just laid the whole cage down. just laid it right down, and, like, I guess the truck was probably, like, that far from his face. Wow. I was surprised he didn't beat the hell out of the guy because he's notorious for doing that. Actually, it's the same guy that threw the fire (laughs) signature on the racetrack. There you go. Comes full circle. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I used to work with him. It was pretty fun. First person I ever hunted with was him kind of weird being last Texas. person you've probably hunted last with person too. ever yeah. hunted with we used to get up in the morning go out to the deer stand look at deer for a little bit not shoot anything go work in the shop get down in the shop go sit in the deer stand look at a bunch of stuff i did shoot at a deer once missed him but i shot at it
3: but you scared him
1: Oh he had freaked him out he fell on the ground i thought i got him so he fell on the ground and was squirming around and took off athlete just a bunch of hair on the ground must have just skimmed his back
3: <laughs> no poop <laughs> nope no, tough. I think it's scat. Is it scat? Scat, scat. Yeah, I'm not a hunter either. So, I, I mean, the fact that if that is true that it's scat, I mean,
1: I, that sounds like something I've heard on a movie once. <laughs>
2: this has gone off the rails.
1: It's usually, how it goes on this podcast, yeah. We get towards the end is how it goes. Hey, do you guys
2: want to hear a fun fact? Yep. This
3: this Did holds you, wait, is it a fact? Did you get it off Wikipedia? No, this this this, this is, is a real. personal this fact. Is, okay, so that's so. Or the witnesses, because if, sure if there's no know. witnesses, it still might not be a fact.
2: Well, you're part of you're part of the fun fact. Oh, okay. Uh, the first cup race I ever pitted, you were the driver. Did we win? We had a pretty... For the team that you're racing for, it was a good finish for us. It was 25th. Okay,
3: nice. Indy? Was the pit stops good? That's the most important thing.
2: Oh, well, they were flawless. In my mind, they were flawless. I
3: mean, I can say I, the wheels didn't come loose, because I've had some... I was also. I on haven't a, had too many issues with. I was course. on one of your one
2: of your crews that you've had to sit down, and say, "Let's just get the tires tight."
3: I mean, I've had good pit crews. You have to have that conversation <laughs> yeah. of, "Hey, we had a really good car. It we like, but this was uh, just get them tight when yeah. you're racing
2: for Jimmy Means.
3: Remember? Well, that same thing. You like, yeah. Let's just get them tight. Just get them get tight. I don't want to have to come back in. I mean, it's one of those deals where. You're not going to gain enough. I mean, I'd rather I would rather lose three spots on pit road because I know like a lap, you know, good restart, you know, just especially if you're starting middle. Like you're going to get it back. But if I have to come down like ten laps in, and you that had a slow pit stop that didn't get them tight, and I have to come to right sides or four under green, it's a bad day. We're screwed. Yeah, then,
1: then you're just out of it completely.
3: You're like you know what? I'm just going to go back to the trailer. We're going to be ahead. we're going to be ahead versus going back out.
2: It do be like that sometimes. It does. I didn't know you ever pit it for him. Yeah. Um you were driving that tie-dye car. I don't know if that was the 54. It, it would
3: have been was the, the 54. 54. Yeah.
2: Because old Lee Dog was crew chief in the car in front of us. I don't remember who our crew chief was, but I was
1: on vacation <laughs> that weekend, but I know exactly the, I worked on the car, but I was it was it, like
3: if that was <clears throat> that car probably wouldn't have made the first round of the RWR cool designs. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about that
1: for a second Really? while we're on this topic. I just got to talk about how Matt completely screwed me over by putting this car right here, great-looking race car, put me up against a Davy Allison throwback in round two. Put, put that car on the opposite side of the bracket as me because um, you know what's going to go far. You
2: know whose car did make it through, one of them at least.
3: Yeah, JJ the, the fat boy, one of them did. And when I when I looked the first time, the the, the normal fat boy car was ahead.
2: So there's three. It was, but it
3: was a 51 car that it was ahead of. So then all of a sudden there at the end, it lost. I was like, yo, no. what the heck? No, You're so here's rigorous. what happened. Like, I it put, made it sense that the house car yep. knocked out the, uh, the 53 car. No, but.
2: here's what happened. I put it across three platforms, right? It's on Facebook. It's on Twitter, and it's on Instagram. It
3: was like it was like one of those forty nine nine to fifty. Yeah, it that's was, what
2: his was too. It was fifty one forty nine. Mm-hmm. And he's he's texting me like, "What do I got to do to like make my car win?" I'm like, <laughs> "I don't know. You could pay me. Like I don't. I almost like, looked up. Like, I was yeah, accepting uh, bribes. A fake vote. What thing. what
3: happens with the winning design?
2: They are crowned the winner. They they get like a free T-shirt. I just a wanted sweatshirt? A, sure. uh, I just wanted a, to a keep- trophy? If you win, JJ, I'll get you a t-shirt. Well, I mean, I'm, no, I'm, I'm you know not talking, I'm talking about
3: me, but I mean, the gentleman who would have designed the car would be like, man, here you go. You won. You designed the best. Yeah. The best design. That we oh, had. you want to hear something? Which there's a lot of them. So,
2: Spire totally jacked my off-season content of paint scheme bracket. Really? I was a little miffed. But then I'm like, you know what? It's such a great idea. They had to steal it. Yeah.
3: You know, did you message somebody? Do you, want, do you want me to shoot you some contact information? You can start blowing people up.
2: No, I know Philip. I'll just take it up with no, you. No, no.
3: We're going to higher than Philip. Oh. Yeah. Let's go to the top. Oh, tippy top. Well, I mean, maybe not, not tippy top,
2: but somewhere in there. But close to the top. But no, we got, I just did it off season content, something we can put out every day. Pretty normal stuff.
3: Well, I mean, they didn't have nearly the amount of designs that RWR would have had, especially through I the actually, I
2: actually tallied up all of the designs that we had. It was like something around 96, 97. Holy cow, really? Well, Joey Gase gets in the car and he runs a different donate life scheme every single week. Yeah. Josh Blakey. Josh seems Blakey's like, like, got a whole slew of them. It's plevra. like an insurance king. It's an insurance king scheme, but... There's subtle differences to all of Which them. Which is pretty cool because, I mean, yeah. Josh
3: designs all N- of his stuff, majority right? of his stuff, yeah. So,
2: um, Actually, a listener of the show designs some of his cars, too. Shout out Hershey Designs. He actually designed the logo for this podcast as yeah. well. Okay, nice. Just got to put that plug in there, you know. That's a good plug. Way to go. You but the, uh, your paint scheme's still alive. Still hanging. It's. I think it's going to hit some... You're going to have to do a little bit of... Yeah, I don't watch I, out I, for that. Davy Allison, I, I don't it's see it going doozy. to the end.
3: I mean, there there were some pretty cool designs, but hey,
2: Cinderella story. No one thought, of course,
3: of- I didn't think that I'd get beat by the, that particular 51 design, right? There's a lot of 51 there, designs, there are a lot of 50, and some of them are really cool. That one there, I mean, that was pretty much like a shadow looking, it was a lot of color, it wasn't, yeah, super
2: for the 51 right. car having. The same scheme all year. It has a lot of different paints. I was going to
1: say, didn't it just run a purple car all year.
3: Maybe well, a black there was, car once. It wasn't until they ran out of purple. So yeah, until the, JJ the, the ran the purple vinyl uh, was non-existent. Yeah,
2: JJ ran the black car at Nashville. Nashville, it was black.
3: I mean, at that point, it, it became it was black. It was a black Pretty car rag, uh, though, at Bristol too. Last half it, of the year. It? Yep. Yeah. That's because we literally ran out of purple. That's also a loose wheel.
1: It was. <laughs> it, was. it was. Yeah. That wasn't. So I was. I was. Back I was lead
3: lap. Loose wheel,
1: I was pit crew that day, but that was not on me. I was just yanking yeah. tear off and handing water bottles, yeah, you'd have to send
2: that one over to your buddy, Tony,
3: which at but Stewart by the House. way, you are the best water bottle I know what, I'm, I'm grabber a grabber and tosser,
1: I'm a driver, so
3: yeah, like, I know what to do. <laughs> getting rid of the first bottle like like that's used like the awkward part is where the guy's coming in for like he's bringing the bottle in, it's full, and I'm trying and you're to like, and the driver's trying to get rid of the empty one at the same time, but no, you grab it. Boom, over the left shoulder, usually over the pit box somewhere. Oh, me somewhere and Weatherman like... had a contest at one point of who could throw the water bottle higher. Well, his is, his is like a limp-wristed throw. So <laughs> he probably like, crashed oh. into the wall most of the time.
1: No, I almost hit Steve in the head one time with a water bottle. I On threw top of the head pit box. To, like, duck it real quick. But I, I have fun doing All that. All the
2: sponsors just love it when they just get hit with water in the face. <laughs> yeah, the second story. Just it just adds to the
1: experience, man. I'm just trying to show them a good time.
2: Yeah. Man. We covered a lot of ground. We did. We I did. I feel like so there has been episodes where you did most of the talking. Yep. I feel like this there is a go. this is a heavy me episode cuz I fan I fanboyed the whole time.
1: Yep. We didn't use the soundboard once. Bruh. That's probably well, that why. That
3: was once. That that one, that one was bad. They
1: put him in the wall. That's my favorite one.
3: <laughs> and we've used, used it like three times.
1: Yeah, well, it's cuz I I got to learn how to get the the delay out of the beginning, but uh so or you, or you
3: need to keep your hand on the board so it's quicker, so you can hit it yeah. instantly. Versus, Maybe. it's that delay of getting to it.
2: Shoot, I feel like we didn't even talk about your NASCAR career.
3: That's like, okay. It's it's still going. So yeah, yeah it's still going. You know, I mean, like, we can continue to talk it's about it. Eighteen. Well, when I come back for the the announcement, the big yeah. announcement, we can hit on that. So how I, long? I was Plus, just, it's 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 indoor season, so I mean, that's yeah. why the dirt stuff was a little more yeah. pertinent to the. Info.
2: How do you how do you like your chances for Chili Bowl?
3: Man, it's tough. As I say right now. It's so tough. Um, you know, we uh, the car I'm driving, uh, my dad built it, brand new Spike. It's the same as, you know, what boats, you know, I mean, kind of, you know, like for me, I always build something different. I always take something different, and then I try to figure it out in that one hot obsession session on Monday, and like, whew, <laughs> that's really good, or man, I better go back to the drawing board. So uh, to go to Chili Bowl something stock isn't usually my style. Um, like even last year, we had some weird-ass coil suspension thing my dad dreamed up that was so bound up that it has so many <laughs> issues and the fact that we were even as as successful as we were with it is crazy but um i mean when you go there it's all about having the right night having the luck i mean three years ago i built my own car we were the fastest cars there i got disqualified because i didn't stop at the top of the ramp and get fuel top, the top two had to get fuel officials waved me on my guys just kept pushing me got dq'd had to go to the you know they took all Damn. my points Ran the Concy, started last in Concy, got to second, was passed for the lead, caught a wheel, turned over, stuck it in the fence. You know, that was Alphabet soup from there. Where's that car? Gone? That's, that's the car Hoffman's driving. That, that car was brand new that year. Damn. I mean it flipped. It wouldn't didn't have any damage. It just yeah. wouldn't. it just got hung in the fence and was stuck. But how
2: many of your cars are just out there that you know of? That you've built, didn't like, shipped it? No idea. A lot. I remember that one
1: car I mean, It's, I took been, to a, Iowa for it's you.
3: been a long time. Right. I mean, two of two of my last chili Bowl cars are hanging in Tucker Klossmeyer's shop. Like literally like there's a pool table hanging from the rafters cuz you know one of them was just a badass looking car that was, you know, more aero design. It was kind of a funky looking thing, but uh, it ran well and then the other one was a, a non-down tube car that just looked sharp and he liked them and that's where they are.
2: What do you think is is there a, a best night or is it is it driver related? So like matchup
3: sometimes it's driver lineup. I mean, you hate, and it's funny. Like some guys want to run Monday. As soon as you get a practice, just get it out of the way. Sometimes like for me, like if you're selling t-shirts, like you want to start running Wednesday or Thursday, because that's when all the, that's usually when the fans even sold out. I mean, not every fan can spend the entire week in Tulsa. So, you know, they're, Grandstands are completely packed inside and out, Thursday, Friday. So you race Thursday, Friday, sell so more, tur- more T-shirts. Um, I've tried to run Friday a couple times. Don't like it just because something happens. Uh, you know, you crash, blow a motor. You have no time to get stuff ready. Yeah. So you, you like to, you know, I try to stick to Wednesday, Thursday just to make it a little easier.
2: Nice. I'll have to get a T-shirt. Maybe we'll go this year, Matt.
1: We'll finally
3: I, get would, it. I would Maybe hope you so. You probably
2: won't. But. Chili Bowl is my bucket list.
3: You should be at the shootout. you could be standing there with those cars that are for sale. Yeah. And they're like, well, that one's not destroyed. Just or you start like, making your laps. You're
1: like, Look, that one's, I'll buy that one from Erect. Maybe it has a right front door off. I'll buy it from Wrecked for half price. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I got a guy. We can fix it. Fixed. Yeah. Okay. I've got, a, he could fix pretty much anything with a coat hanger and hammer and a Fix a lot of things with that stuff. With a torch. He could do it.
2: You hook me up 2023 bachelor party. That's where I'm going. Tulsa
3: shootout
2: or not? A
1: chili bowl?
3: bowl. You're waiting that long? Wait a second. Didn't you just propose? Yeah. And your bachelor party's in twenty three. That's what I'm saying. It's gonna out. be twenty two coming up, right?
2: Yes. Well, so like, I, 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 I can't. I, like a I year? can't do it next month. That's just. That's just not. That's just poor planning.
3: I might be. It get, takes you a year. I mean, it's logistics. Jesus. You've never You've obviously never been COVID. to Tulsa. No. There's not a lot to do in Tulsa in January other than go to the chili bowl. But everything's already sold out. Well, you mean, got
2: the, you got the hookup. The pits aren't. I mean, I can't get in the grandstand.
3: You have to know somebody. I know you. Well, I mean, I got tickets.
2: Oh, you want. I mean, I don't have them?
3: a lot. I some hot passes. <laughs> yeah, they don't have that's a pit pass. <laughs> yeah. they don't, thank God, there's not hot passes. Yeah. Jesus oh, God.
2: Don't even get me started about hot passes. And
1: oh, with oh it's so hard. It is. Just send uh what's your name an email?
2: Uh yeah, just send them an email. That's what I do. Yeah. They usually cater to your every need. Yeah, well,
3: it, it used to be easier. Now it's it a really is harder. a little bit harder. Now. It's COVID. It from COVID. Some, from Not when I from got COVID. They just
2: yeah, it's it's reduced a lot.
3: Yeah, they don't like they don't like pennies going out the door. Yeah, they like to collect every penny they can.
2: But if you hook me up, I don't know. We'll do something. Make it memorable.
3: To trade you some of your video expertise. Hey.
2: I got all the equipment.
3: A GoPro More can, than he a, had last a year. GoPro <laughs> can have a bad day at Shirley chili bowl. I got
2: a, I got a big camera.
3: No, I'm not I'm I mean, shooting something in the pits is one thing. You want that live action where you got a GoPro
2: <laughs> I got I got like three GoPros now. Okay. Hook up the helmet cam. That's Ooh. like the
1: best one, in my opinion.
3: The helmet
2: cam. Yeah. And we'll get instant analysis from JJ. And I have a, in the uh, car.
1: On my helmet, I take to GoPro. I have this little camera thing that I mounted on there. It's cool because it's like right above my eyes, like how the NASCAR one is, but you can't open the shield at all, which kind of sucks. But I mean, you're racing dirt, so you're going to have the shield closed anyway.
3: Yeah, but under caution, like the fumes get pretty brutal under caution There's so you want to flip your That's visor. That's true. I,
1: even running the micro that time, dude, I was like just bawling because I couldn't breathe hardly. Which and is weird. It's only under caution. Too. Like
3: when you're in a green and everyone's on the gas and, you know, the maximum fumes, nothing. As soon as you hit caution, woof. Of course, they fixed all that because they opened the, the, the doors and they got bigger fans than they used to. But and the 10% ethanol, that's $7 a gallon. Hell, yeah. It's good stuff. Make that money. Got to. All, all right.
2: Racing. JJ, well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, yeah I
1: appreciate Thank you having me. Thank you. We'll Sorry, have you on guys.
2: in another two months. Yep. I'll Something start texting this. you. <laughs> next week
1: nice sounds good see y'all thanks for listening
0: bye Eric Step here this episode is brought to you by Forney Industries get it done with green Forney offers a full line of welding and plasma cutting machines metalworking accessories and more for do-it-yourselfers all the way to professional metalworkers Forney has everything you need for your next project Shop Forney's top-of-the-line products at ForneyInd.com, that's Forney, F-O-R-N-E-Y, Ind, I-N-D.com, or at an authorized Forney dealer near you.